Ben O'Hara Byrne hosts the 10 o'clock to 1 a.m. show. Ben O'Hara Byrne hosts the 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. show. A little more conversation, but he hasn't been doing that lately because he's been in London anchoring our coverage of Queen Elizabeth II's funeral across the Chorus Radio Talk Network right after uh, the ceremony ended. He spent some time with me on Toronto Today. Um, I was saying, you know, even from a radio side, even from an anchor side, uh, not the easiest job. You did fantastic work at uh, uh, prep for it all weekend. But uh, I want to tell you how well it sounded on this end. Great. I mean, it was it was really I mean, I don't think we knew, you know, you see a funeral written down and you think, I wonder what it's going to be like. And then it unfolds in front of you. And I was really touched by some of what was said. Certainly, you know, um, the Archbishop of Canterbury's words were very heartfelt about her and her devotion and obviously her faith. I mean, I think what we saw today was very much a reflection of her, uh, of her, not just as a queen, but also as a mom, as a grandmom, as a, as a Christian. And I think that was, uh, it was quite a personal um, service. And I think she had a very, very much had a hand in, in what was, what was done today. And I think that showed, and we're just watching images now, of course, of the coffin being taken up, um, being taken towards Wellington Arch, led by the RCMP, of course, which is a, another, another sight to see for Canadians. You mentioned it a couple times, Ben. It was not going to be uh, lengthy. It was not going to be drawn out. There weren't going to be a lot of public speakers. Um, it sounds like from all accounts, oh, as I was listening over the weekend, uh, the Queen hated those kind of things. She wanted, she, she was kind of, you know, she said, let's let it be dignified, but let's not make a big fuss about myself. And and that seemed to be the, the predominant theme as it got going today. Yeah, I think the Archbishop of Canterbury touched on that, that she very much saw herself not as a, you know, that she it was not about her ambition or the glory of her as monarch. It was about serving. And I think that was very much reflected in today's service in the sense that it was it was indeed about her, but the tributes were not over the top. They were humble tributes to a, to a woman who ruled with, for 70 years with a certain amount of, with great humility in many ways. Um, it was it was simple and yet profound, and I think that speaks a lot of who she was as well. Uh, so I, I would imagine that she, again, probably wanted it to be a certain way. I think there were some little changes here and there, but it was very much her funeral, um, and I think that was what we saw today. And, you know, it, it felt very much like a fitting send-off for a queen, for that, for this queen, uh, because of the tone, because of, you know, what was the music that was played. Some of mm. it was played at her coronation. There was another one that was played that had been played at her wedding. You know, these are things that meant something to her. The readings meant something to her. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was I mean, anyway, as I said, when someone compared it to a billion people watching uh, an intimate family funeral, and it felt like that. It felt like there weren't 2,000 people in that room. It felt like it could have just been her family and her, and it would have been the same service. And there's, there's something quite um, touching about that when it comes to the funeral of a monarch, especially Queen Elizabeth. Ben O'Hare Byrne is joining us on Toronto Today, uh, recapping our coverage of uh, Queen Elizabeth's state funeral. How ready, you've been in the United Kingdom now for you know the better part of a, a week plus, um, how ready do Britain seem um, to move on with life? There's always an interval of grief that passes, um, and, and we're all still here, but life has to go on for those of us that are still here. How ready is, is the United Kingdom to do that? It'll be interesting to see because I think the reception so far to King Charles's first week, week and a bit, has been quite positive, uh, quite warm. Um, but eyes will be trained, eyes will be on him. Mm-hmm. There'll be a lot of scrutiny of his, of his actions, as you may remember with the the incident with the pen. You know, those little things 
became became widespread very quickly. And also, you know, there are these are tough times in Britain with. Uh, you know, inflation is high. They're heading into a tough winter. Utility stuff is high. There's division in politics. There's a new prime minister coming in. There's a lot going on in the background here. And I think once the country takes its focus off this and returns very much to the problems at hand, that, you know, I imagine the king will now take some time down. I imagine we won't mm-hmm. see a lot of them in the next little while uh, because they have another morning period, private morning period that will happen after this. Um, but it's going to be, he has challenges in front of him, not least of which within his own family. Um, but you know, this is very. This has been the morning period. We're saying goodbye to the Queen today, um, and I gather Charles's real work, the tough part of his job, will start soon. And um, you're right. I mean, I think the country uh, is ready for a new king, but uh, they'll be watching. They'll be watching to see how he does. Last thing for you. I, I know, yeah, it, it's hard to get the sense, Ben, of that juxtaposition between uh, the monarchy and politics, wh- whether it's worldwide or, or just in the UK. Uh, there was that sh- Queen Elizabeth was always that unimpeachable, steady presence. That, uh, you know, politics would shift from uh, Margaret Thatcher to Tony Blair, and the Queen was just always the Queen. Politics feels very chaotic, as you note, in the United. It, it has for about six, seven years now, going back to the Brexit vote. So that's going to be a really interesting scenario. I don't think we think Prince Charles, King Charles III, is going to influence politics. But as you note, it's it's it feels as messy and and uh, and and needing to be to be tied up together in a lot of Western countries as it ever has. Indeed, and I mean, you know, he has been someone who's expressed opinions about issues in the past. Um, and, you know, one expects that he won't uh, now, but a lot of what he's, you know, he's had, he spent decades as the Prince of Wales and over that time was quoted often saying things. So one can only imagine that as issues arise, that they'll, you know, that certain of his past comments will come back to some extent. Whereas with the Queen having ascended the throne when she was very young, 25, was essentially this, this enigma for, for 70 years in many ways. I mean, people all enjoyed her, enjoyed her company, but people didn't really know what she thought about things. And that was the point. And I think Charles obviously comes with a much longer history uh, prior to ascending the throne at 73. And that will make it more difficult for him, especially in these divisive times, because he has taken stands on things in the past, stands that might mm-hmm. not everyone here might agree with. Ben, fantastic work uh, this morning leading into this afternoon. Uh, and uh, I can't thank you enough for contributing to our show here in Toronto. I, I hope we'll, uh, we'll get to do it more frequently. I'm, I'm such a fan of your work, and thanks for taking the time today. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. Uh, there's Ben O'Hara Byrne, who anchored uh, the radio coverage of Queen Elizabeth II's uh, state funeral 